And we are back with another episode of From the Raptors. Sam and I are here on Tuesday, April 26th. Back for the first time in what feels like an eternity as I finally made my return from vacation. Sam was telling me before we hopped on, not an ideal time for vacation. And it's right. Not I didn't really have a choice in the matter. It was based around tour dates and wedding dates and stuff that was out of my control. But we're, we're back regardless and just in time for... I mean, bliss. I don't really know how else to describe it. Like, this is phenomenal time to be a Celtics fan. The only undefeated team left in the playoffs this year. Just, just, it's incredible. Just incredible. <laughs> what a time it is. Uh, you know, Kyrie and the fellas could not take a game off the Celtics. <laughs> uh, he stepped on the logo last season. He crapped himself in the playoffs this year. He had one excellent game in game one. They couldn't close it, which we'll get into later. Um, you know, gave the fans a finger, which I personally don't care if he did or didn't. Doesn't matter to me. I don't know yeah. why people are getting upset at that. If you were, you were in the wrong. You're probably an adult, and if you're a kid, <laughs> uh, you know the middle finger is not a secret. So, moving on from that, he gave us a nice refresher on the Milwaukee Bucks series from 2019 when he played horrible, and then told everyone he should have shot more shots and said, "Who cares?" So, going into the series, he said. Hey, why don't we all take a time to remember my moments when I was here? So he helped us remember that. It was very nice of him. KD uh, had a rough series, too. Celtics did an excellent job slowing him down. Grant Williams deserves a lot of credit. So does Tatum. Um, KD came to play in game four, though. That's for sure. He he put out his best game of the series. Celtics took it on the chin. And that seemed to be the theme of the series. Celtics took a lot on the chin. And, and yeah. I haven't even got into how well some of the guys on this team played besides Grant. I gave him a nice shout out, but we love can, Grant. We can start off all that. <laughs> love to see it. I, I see in all these stats, this is the, I, I don't know the way to phrase this, the third smallest margin of victory in a sweep in NBA history, I think, which is crazy. Um, Celtics won by an average of four and a half points. It is the first time in NBA history where the losing team in a sweep um, or maybe a losing team in any series that has been won. Um, oh, here we go. Sorry. The Nets shot a higher effective field goal percentage than the Celtics in the first round and got swept. That's the first time that has ever happened in NBA history. Um, and it's it's ironic to say that the Nets shot better on offense, but the Celtics won because of their defense. But that's exactly what happened. That That's exactly what happened. The Celtics won because they were able to slow down Brooklyn Stars. Sure, Kyrie popped off for 39 in game one. And sure, KD put up 39 in game four. 39 those, sandwich for the mm-hmm. Nets. But those were the only good performances from either of those two guys for the entire series. In a four-game sweep with the potential of eight, because, uh, you know, two times four is eight. I, I do math. Eight potential pop-off games. They had two. And that's enough mm-hmm. to get swept. And that's the reason everyone was saying... You know, Celtics, and, and this is what annoys me and frustrates me. And I tweeted this and it, it did pretty well. The narrative is going to quickly switch from, oh, Brooklyn's probably going to win or has a really good chance to win because of their stars, blah, 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 to, oh, Boston was the second seed. They did what they were supposed to do, which is, which is bullshit. I saw That's it today, Jack. You were the first person I thought of. I saw a uh, tweet from a Milwaukee Bucks fan. Why are the Celtics uh, celebrating? They beat a playing a clown. team. Dude's a clown. You saw it? He's the same guy who goes, oh, the Celtics bench their starters against the Bucs to avoid the Nets. Yeah, and, and then the Bucs bench their entire lineup for the last game of the season to drop to the three seed. You're Like, that's just – and I, I don't even care 
like sh- about like the whole benching thing, like whatever. If you want to do it, that's fine. I don't really like it's a part of the game, I guess, kind of, if you want to manipulate the standings. But as everyone in the basketball landscape says, the basketball gods <laughs> will come down and strike you if you do something that is deemed unacceptable. And clearly the Celtics were rewarded for not uh, running from everybody because they've, you know, easily could have also benched their guys in that Grizzlies game to avoid the Nets. At the same time, the same people are going to be like, oh, well, they didn't want to risk the Raptors because of blah, blah, blah. At this point, none of that fucking matters. It doesn't matter. None of it. None of it matters. The Celtics and the Bucks. You know, the Bucks dropped one game to the Bulls. Personally, I think that was that's a embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Yeah. I don't think Chicago that's happen is again. horrible. That team yeah. sucks. Chicago they lost I don't a game to them. Yeah, and it is what it is. I mean, they have. I'll put it this way. I'm. I don't want to say I'm. You know what I'll say? I'm surprised the Celtics swept the nets i think they deserve to with the way they played but i don't think obviously neither of us went into it the last time we recorded was the preview before this whole series which is crazy because i was away but um we were saying you said seven i said six and you were shocked that i said six that tells you how close people projected this series to be and obviously people were saying oh the bucks are going to sweep the bulls the the bulls have good players too so i'm not surprised yeah, they, took they the have game. some all right players derozan They're, is good this season i'm still to- i'm still hanging my hat on levine is not good it, it, who <laughs> speak of the devil has just went into covid protocols just just oh now. really yep when Shane just tweeted it just just now he just put oh it 19 seconds ago right, like well. literally the thing came up on my <laughs> ipad screen if that wasn't enough for you my point is they have enough decent players to win you a playoff game, especially considering it was the game Middleton got hurt. In. You know what I'm saying? Like th- there are other factors. It is what it is. I don't take too much stock in it. I think the bulls are going to win out here. Um, so then it'll be Celtics bucks, but I don't, I don't even remember where my point started in all. Oh, the, the bucks fans on Twitter, who cares? Like, stop. Like, it doesn't matter anymore. The Celtics took care of business against the nets. Um, my point is I hate this, the narrative in, in the NBA media. It doesn't make any sense because it's one of two things right now. It's either, you know, the Celtics should have won because they were this higher seed, whatever, which is I'm actually not seeing that much or the Nets sucked. There's no like positive Celtics talks. It's all negative Nets talk. It's all like, oh, KD flopped. Kyrie did this. What's going to happen with Steve Nash? Is this one of the most disappointing teams? And only like two times I've heard people say, okay, let's actually, you know, flip to the other side and give the Celtics credit. It's none of that. It's all like, oh, KD is stopping himself. This is this. The only person I heard give the Celtics credit was Perk. And of course, he's going to give the Celtics credit because he's Perk and he was on this. Like, well, he owes it, them after crazy. some of the things he said earlier this season. He has to be he on does. the screen. <laughs> he's trying to dig himself out of a massive hole. But, uh, I don't know, man. We we can get into it. I'll I'll start. I'll talk about some things that really impressed me. If you want to talk about being impressed, one big question mark I had coming into the playoffs in general, not even just this series, was all right, the Celtics were excellent over the last three months. One thing they didn't do is close close games. Yep. They yep. won four close games in this series against, against two great closers. Against a good team. I know they swept and they looked dis- dismantled, but that was like the team everybody did not want to play in the first game, round of the playoffs. Exactly. Game one, they win at the buzzer. They hold off a comeback. Game two, they make a comeback of their own, 17 down, and then they have to pull it out in the clutch. They allowed like no points through the first 10 minutes of the fourth quarter. It was insane. Being at that game was something else. That was the best game I've ever been to. It eclipses everything. Safe. You were at game two? I was at game, game two. 
Yes. Okay. Okay. It was excellent. Me and me and my dad went, uh, sat up in the balcony, the second row. The balcony is fun. We have had this discussion before. Jack loves the balcony. I typically yes, do not. Have. I will say if you come out of the tunnel for the balcony and you don't have to turn around and go up, it is acceptable. Once you start <laughs> going up, I, uh, I'd rather watch on TV. That's where um, you draw the line. Yeah. But gotcha. anyways, that was excellent. Game three, the Celtics kind of just dominated that whole game. They they took every punch Brooklyn had and they responded to it. They didn't uh, panic when Brooklyn would make a run. I mean, Blake Griffin was making shots, which was ridiculous in its own right. And they didn't freak out. They that let was crazy, the, huh? the flame run out on that one. <laughs> yeah. How and then they closed that? it out. And then yesterday in game four, that was a game. They were up big. They kind of let the lead go. Shot some threes early in the fourth quarter. Uh, didn't make the best decisions. Tatum fouls out. And they still closed the game without we need their to talk best about that closer. Too. We, can, we can get into that. But before we do, Jalen Brown was Excellent in every fourth quarter Phenomenal. in this series. He was Phenomenal. excellent in game two, excellent in game three, cooked Blake Griffin, hit some huge shots. And then yesterday in game four, he had to be the closer because Tatum was in foul trouble and then eventually fouled out. That's mm-hmm. huge for the Celtics. That foul out, by the way, was horrendous. Oh, that yes. Was, and and it's ridiculous. That's, that, it's one of the few things I've seen the entire media agree with. Like, no one thought that was a foul. That was just a terrible, terrible call. And it wasn't even Foster, was it? It was no, it some was other ref. It was, it was not Scott Foster. Um, the fifth briefly, foul was bad, too. Yeah. The, he the got one that they challenged, and then they didn't even overturn it. It was bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He got screwed in a couple of minutes. Before we go any further, there was somebody on Twitter. This is totally off topic and a tangent. Somebody on Twitter messaged us or maybe it was a YouTube comment that I sniffle too much. Are, do you remember seeing that on Twitter? Like saying Jack? No. Was, was your... anyway, oh, yes. Yes, I do. I do. Remember I now that. have allergy nasal mist. So I will Excellent. be attempting to sniff less for you, you listeners. So I, I'm, I'm thinking of you. Jack, apologies if it doesn't. Jack has right tried to cure <laughs> sniffles. <laughs> Anyways. Um, yeah, I mean, the Celtics did everything they needed to do in that series. And people are going to say, Oh, there were four close games, blah, blah, blah. Like the narrative has shifted on the Celtics. And I, I think people are going to start taking them seriously. Jason Tatum is the best two way player in the NBA. I, I think there's, you can argue Giannis easily. I think you can argue <laughs> if he's playing like he has this series, you can make an argument for Jimmy Butler. Uh, I think, but from a pure offense defense perspective with what he showed against Jason, uh, sorry, against Kevin Durant this series, I don't think I would take anybody else in the NBA over Jason Tatum from the perspective of a two-way player. And I think he's bordering on that top 10 player in the NBA category. I don't want to necessarily make that. Bold oh, he has to yet, be in the but... top 10. He has to be in the top mm. 10. Who's, who's better than him. Okay, I mean, Who's we can go down the rabbit hole. I think it's and close. I personally, I, I before we get into this, I don't really like the ranking. I like the pyramid thing. I yes, the like tiers. The, I like the tiers. This guy's better well. than this guy. and I mean, it's, that's day-to-day for me. But it, at least <laughs> right now, who's playing in the playoffs? Well, don't even say that. Out of Just right now, he's probably top 10. He's He was excellent that first round. He outplayed Durant. In the, he guarded him on both. You know, he played great two ways just like you said he might be the best two-way guy in the league if you're the best two-way player in the league i'm not sure you can't be top 10 well i was talking the grand scheme of things i think in the playoffs right now he's a top three player right now this season in these playoffs jason tatum's a top three player and damn he might be number one 
Like real, re- realistically speaking, I think the only one who could edge him is unfortunately the person he's going to have to face in the next round of the playoffs. But I was talking grand scheme NBA, like, you know what I'm saying? Like those preseason mm. lists you see that are, okay, here's our tiers. Blah, blah, blah. And if you want me to go down that list, I mean, I think Jokic is up there. I think, and this is not in an order. I'm not putting in anybody in order, but I'll give you, I, I don't know. I'll start naming players. Can you help me count here? Jokic, yep. Embiid, Giannis, Luca, KD still. I know. I, I, know. I, I agree with that. KD is still KD excellent still. to me. I think Steph is up there. Mm. I think I need to pull up. You ever look up NBA standings to remind yourself of players? <clears throat> no, because I don't um, really talk about anyone that's not in the Celtics. <laughs> fair enough. Um, I think you could put LeBron. He's up there. I know, but he's still in there. He, come on. He's enjoying um, the couch. He is this year. Tweeting. Uh, he before we continue, he shouldn't be allowed to tweet. Like he just tweets stupid things, like saying like, like "Hey, we're gonna be good next year." Hey, keep talking about my squad. Hey, this that. Like just stop, stop. You're making like an easy target. All right, continue. That's seven. That's seven. I mean, yeah. I mean, maybe you're right. I'm struggling. I, I'm definitely forgetting. Did you say Embiid. I did say Embiid. I said Embiid. Did you Jokic, say Giannis. Embiid, Jokic, Giannis, KD, Steph, LeBron, Luca. I had those seven. Okay. And then yeah, I, I guess mean, you throw Tatum. I'm not next. really convinced like, anybody else is better than he is. Well, I, I think he's probably in the tier with Luca and LeBron right there at the end of that list right now. And Steph. Steph was eight, I think. Steph would make eight. I don't think I said him either. Um, <clears throat> I think you throw Steph in there. And I, I think, like you said, you don't really like the rankings list. You do the tiers. And I think Tatum's in that tier. And you could probably throw maybe like Devin Booker in there as well. Yeah. Um, and Chris Paul of the Suns and maybe Ja. And, you know, at that point, we're talking about the maybes and the, you know, oh, well, what about, you know, DeMar DeRozan or this person after the season they had? You know what I'm saying? That's where it starts to get a little gray area. But I think at this point, he's probably around the 8 to 12 or inch of NBA players. Um, and definitely in the playoffs, like I said, I think he's top three. And if he's not three, he's not two. He's not, you know what I'm saying? Not one. Like there yeah. doesn't really get much better. I think the best player currently still left in the NBA playoffs this year um, are Giannis, Jason Tatum, and Luka. I think those are the three best players in the playoffs. There are better teams. There are better team compositions. Like this isn't a knock on the Warriors. I think they're yeah. probably still the team to beat out West. Um <clears throat> But I think individual players, those three are the top three. And I think the Celtics have the best team built around their superstar, followed closely uh, by the other two. Yeah, I think that Milwaukee team is, I mean, you can't forget they won last year. Uh, Middleton, which we can get into, was probably going to be out for at least a couple games in this second round. Kind of, if you're Milwaukee, like, do you want to, like, you want to lose five? Yeah, I was going to say, maybe you lose. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't think they're going to lose. No, no, I don't think so either. But they still have, they're going to be a tougher uh, team to cover than Brooklyn. Oh, Lose's a million. Percent. Everybody can shoot on that team, which is, you know, good team construction by their up and uh, down the roster. Yes. Drew Holiday shooting lights out. Grayson Allen shooting lights out. Brooke Lopez can't wait can to shoot. see Brooke Lopez playing slow motion. I got to say, <laughs> um, Horford was excellent in the first round. Oh, he's I'm so not good. convinced he's going to be able to give you that same offensive production in the second round. Be just because he's going to have to use so much energy to cover Giannis. I, I think, think he was great. He some, oh, yeah. Who, who else are you going to put? Tatum? Mm-hmm. Maybe. 
I don't think, but see, I, I think that's the beauty of the Celtics defense, though. That's because I don't true. think, yeah, I know. I don't going. think Horford's going. Yeah, because Horford's not going to have to guard Giannis like he did under Brad Stevens, and this isn't a knock on Brad Stevens. He's a great coach. Horford is going to get the prime, not the primary, the majority of minutes on Giannis. Like when you, when you look at the stats at the end of the series, he's going to have the most minutes logged guarding Giannis. But there's going to be Marcus switching onto him. There's going to be Grant switching onto him. There's going to be Tatum. There's going to be Brown. Like everyone's going to rotate in, and they're definitely not going to guard him one on one. There's no shot they guard him one on one. You saw how they guarded Kevin Durant. That's going to be just how they guard Giannis instead of. But instead of double teaming on the perimeter, as soon as he touches inside the three point arc, sending a double team immediately, immediately, and that's going to make a life uh, life a lot harder. You know, actually, you know what? It might not make life harder because the Nets shot like the Bucs in that series. Bruce they Brown, did. Gordon Drogic. Dro- like, I hate Drogic. That guy can <laughs> rot. First of all, I don't like that he like quit on the Raptors and said, hey, I'm not going to play here. And then <laughs> first of all, Toronto's like farther in the playoffs than they are. They've won two games. Brooklyn did yeah. not. That guy sucks. I cannot stand that guy. He's he's an excellent he player, miss. which is why I don't yeah. like him. And he plays really well against the Celtics. But I hate when guys are like, Hey, I don't want to play on this team anymore. Buy me out. Mm-hmm. If I'm the Raptors, yeah. well, they traded him. They traded him, to be fair. Um, oh, if they I'm did. the Raptors, oh, they I, did. Have, they, they did. I would not have bought him out, which they did. Well, Good for realistically them. speaking, I don't think he would have gotten many minutes <laughs> in Nick Nurse's current system anyways, which is, it is what it is. Like, it's not the end of the world. They ended up getting, what did they get for him? Was that the Thad Young trade? Thad Young. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a pretty good trade for them. I mean, Thad Young's playing minutes, but anyways. Uh, regardless, he was annoying. Bruce Brown looked phenomenal. He's going to get paid this offseason. If I wonder like how to. much he's going to get paid, because I think guess? if you you can give me your guess and I'll say, like, if a team would be dumb to give him that much money, I think eight to ten. No, I think that's that's appropriate. Full if, MLE. I if, think if yeah. that's what it is, I would really like to. Uh, have the Celtics go get him. I think he'd be excellent. He can shoot from can the corner. That. He's I think that just prices them smart out. on the ball. Yeah, he's a good defender. He mm-hmm. fits really well on the Celtics and he's from the area. So I I like Bruce Brown. I think he played an excellent series for the Nets. Um, it would be interesting to see him uh, join join the home team. Yeah, I agree. I, I think the Celtics will probably end up getting priced out. I think somebody probably will overpay for Bruce Brown, try to give him that bigger role, whether or not he can take it on. We'll see. I would say probably not. No, I don't. I think you're stupid if you're paying him like significant money. Yeah, like that's a lot of money for him. And he's not a bad player, but he's not going to like carry your team. He should get Grant Williams money. Yeah, that's what he should get. I think. And that's another topic of conversation this summer. Grant Williams needs to be extended. How much is the price for him? Other teams probably could say, okay, Grant, we'll give you a bigger role here. You come over, you know, we'll give you this, blah, blah, blah. They'll I extend him. Like, I hope so. But They're going to extend him. He's been excellent. My, you can't not. No, no, no. Him. It's it's not a matter of the Celtics not being willing to extend him. It's the matter of, will Grant want more than they're willing or able to pay him? Is he a Which, restricted free agent this summer? No. No, he, he's got another year. Of yeah, so he's not but... negotiating with anybody except the Celtics. I know. I was just thinking long term because if I'm Grant, I say I don't want an extension right now. If I, I don't know. If I'm Grant, I think you're a pretty good system player on this team. 
Yeah, but at the same time, if you've shown you can be that, there's a chance you can be something else. It is what it is. It's all about money at the end of the day. And hell, if the Celtics win a championship, maybe he doesn't want to leave. <laughs> and we, we don't have to talk about that just yet, but uh, that is coming as well. Uh, who haven't we talked about yet? Daniel Tice has been great. I mean, he, he's done what he's needed he, to do. He's Rob- been the perfect Rob replacement. He was an excellent mm-hmm. pickup at the deadline. Uh, us and Tim, we were perfectly enthusiastic about that move <laughs> when it was done. Awesome. He's been great. He's just athletic enough to kind of give you that same energy. He can shoot a little bit, made a couple big shots in this series, and he's made it so Rob doesn't feel a lot of pressure to come back. Even in those games where Rob was back, yep. he didn't really have to be expected to do all these things. Like if he was out there and he was rusty, it's like, okay, he can go back to the bench. He got his run in. He got some practice. Tice can go back out there and compete. Yeah. I agree. I agree. And Rob looked fine when he returned. I think it'll take him a little bit to get fully back up to speed. Like I'm not, he didn't look bad by any means, but you could tell that it was still a little bit of rust there. Um, I just think they played a great team basketball. Derek White's. I, I see a lot of people not dumping on Derek White, but he doesn't really pop off in the box score. That's not the point of Derek White, though. Like you don't need him to put up these 17 point games. You don't need him to you, hell. You don't even need to need him to average 10 points. You just need him to be able to go out there and play good defense, which he did. He played good defense when he needed to. He made plays when he needed to. And hell, he had a couple drives for clutch buckets, just like he needed to. And when you need a bucket, you put in Peyton Pritchard, which he also showed because Peyton Pritchard was phenomenal in that series. And that core group of nine guys now with Rob back is what you're running with. I don't think you see another player step foot on the floor uh, for the rest of the playoffs outside of a blowout or a um, knock on wood injury. I'm not even going to talk about that, but yeah, I mean, you really shouldn't. Uh, Derek white, by the way, was very good in game four all around. Mm -hmm. He had a good offensive game, good defensive game. It's pretty good. I mean, he did a decent job on KD throughout the whole series. He was always Mm -hmm. up in his airspace, giving him a hard time. And of course, Pritchard was excellent. Guy was an automatic basket off the bench. You could trust him. He was creating his own shots. He made the go-ahead basket in game two off the ridiculous step back. Uh, Curry was on him, I think. Mm-hmm. And We we was- haven't even talked about the most important player in the series yet, though. Go ahead. My man, Nicholas Claxton. <laughs> I mean, I just – I like Nick Claxton. You know I like Nick Claxton. But, oh <laughs> – Oh my God. Just homie. <laughs> I saw this on you. You know what you need to work on. And at least it's very clear what yeah. you need to work on this summer. You broke Shaquille O'Neal's record of most free throws attempted without a make to start a playoff game. He, what did he shoot from the free throw line in the playoffs this year? Four of 20 uh, something. He's I will shot. say, I mean, you, the, you starting that off sounded like it was pretty good for Claxton. You said, oh, he broke Shaq's record. And then you realize what it was for. That's when it goes downhill. Four of 22 in the playoffs. It's, it's pretty remarkable when, like, I can sit here and say, wow, I could have did a better job than him. Yeah, that's at that. You know. Like at that specific. I, it is always remarkable to me that these guys in the NBA can't shoot free throws. Some of them. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's easy. I can do it. You can do it. You can shoot free throws. It's easy. Well, 
I don't know. Maybe you can. I shouldn't I'm put not that much great. pressure on you, but I can do it. I can sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you can make the claim for yourself. I'm not going to embarrass myself. If I I just want to put a ball in my hands. How do you not? I mean, let's let's not act like Nick Claxton's like practices and spin fadeaways like Tatum. Like he's he's got a very simple offensive thing he needs to do: finish around the basket. After mm-hmm. that, go to the free throw line. If you're playing, if your primary game is inside, which his is, and he was actually really good inside throughout the series. He's really good. Yes. You should be shooting free throws because you're going to get fouled if you're playing inside. Why? Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, more power to him. He was really good in this series. He earned a lot of minutes in game four. Drummond didn't even sniff the floor after the first stint he had. I mean, that's bad. That I mean, he lost him the game yesterday. If you really want to, like, say, here's, like, well, the clearest yeah. cut thing they could have done differently and added some free points. I mean, he shoots what fifty eight percent for the season. He shot nine percent yesterday. I mean, eighteen percent on the series. Eighteen percent for the series. There's a lot of close games in the series. If he makes his season average, they might have won a couple games. Hmm. Not great, not great. But in all seriousness, where where I was gonna go before I thought of that joke in my head, the most important person in the series was Ime Udoka. Ime Udoka coached circles around Steve Nash and Steve Nash brought it together in the last whatever games. And there's only so much you can do when KD and Kyrie aren't playing like KD and Kyrie. And I'm not saying the Celtics don't get credit. The Celtics get credit for stopping them, but Ime Udoka coached just almost a perfect series. Well, actually not almost a perfect series. They swept them. He coached a perfect series. You put in the correct defensive game plans to stop the stars. You let Jason Tatum work on Kevin Durant. You drew up the right plays when you needed to, you know, draw up the right play. It was beautiful. Like you can't couldn't have asked for much more from Ime Udoka throughout the series. It was it was incredible. The only thing you could ask from him is yelling at Marcus Smart for taking that layup. Uh, in, the, in the last 20 seconds of the game uh, in game four. But... Marcus, I think he wanted the celebration again with the left. He wanted to, <laughs> he wanted to look at the hand again. But I also think he knew that should that not go in, Horford was with him and there really wasn't anybody else there. I I might may sound stupid like a homer saying that, but I don't know. I think he's not dumb. He knew he had to know Horford mm-hmm. was in the area running with him. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I got distracted for a sec. Greeny put out a, a tweet that said, um, apologizing for my worst take in Barstool history. And he goes, I apologize for thinking that the Nets could win two games in the first round of the playoffs. It's still so crazy that it's a sweep, right? Like, I know the Celtics played great and they deserve all the praise, but like, I don't think you could find a single. I saw one thing on Twitter that's predicted the sweep and they're, you know, reaping the rewards today. But nobody in the national media predicted a sweep. Nobody we talked to personally predicted a sweep. Hell, some people thought it would go seven. I thought it would go six. I I thought it would go seven. I know you did. And I thought I would go six. And I was like gasped at for like thinking the Nets wouldn't take it seven. It's it's crazy how well the Celtics played. And I'm not going to say how poorly the Nets played because the Nets shot 40% from behind the three-point line and 50% from the field and got swept. Four to zero swept by the Celtics swept like baffling levels of like play. It's just, I'm, I'm still like at a loss for words. I don't know if you can tell this entire podcast, but like, it's, it's incredible how well the Celtics played and how they managed to pull this off. It's just like, 
like Jason Tatum's a superstar and Jalen Brown's the perfect co-star. Um, that pairing has not lost a first round playoff game in three years. Mm, that's the last team to beat them in the first round. Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Funnily enough, unfortunately. And, but since they've been all stars since, you know, X amount of time has passed, they haven't lost a first round game. And I can't, Imagine being one of the people that was saying split them up. And I had my moments of slight doubt saying, okay, like what's going on here? I think everybody did when they were, you know, at the midway point of the season, all gone. All Any, anybody that was saying to split them up was stupid. And I, I was on that hard, hard dying on that hill, even when they were playing bad. I didn't think it was great. They were playing bad, but I was saying, if you're splitting them up, you have to be the dumbest person. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing you could have gotten back for either of those guys that would have been worth it. I'm sorry. Like, there's not. And they're proving that you don't need to split them up. They're playing excellent together. They have figured out how to play together where nothing seems forced. Guys are finding their opportunity to cook at the appropriate times. Again, Jalen Brown, excellent in the fourth quarters throughout this series. He's a big reason why they won. That game two, he sparked a run himself. Tatum had a 8-0 run on his own in that game two in the fourth quarter. Like, they picked their spots perfectly. And I can't stress enough how great Jalen Brown was in Brooklyn because I'm not convinced they win either of those games without him making big, big no shots way. down the stretch. I mean, he took Blake Griffin to school in that game three when Blake Griffin was playing confidently on offense. And of course, Tatum again, fouls out in game four and Brown says, all right, Brooklyn just cut it to three. All right. I'll come down, take a jumper to the foul line, get fouled, make it, make the free throw, come down again, make the basket to put Celtics back up three on the baseline. I mean, he was fantastic and people really aren't talking about him as much because Tatum was also fantastic throughout the series, especially guarding Durant, but man, Jalen Brown was a huge part. And so was Marcus. Marcus made some huge plays, especially yesterday. He had the tip in, he had the offensive foul. He drew on Durant. He made the free throws at the end of the game. He was great throughout the whole series. He had a double double yesterday. Marcus has been fantastic as a starting point guard on this team. And there were people that significantly doubted that he was able to do that. I don't remember if you thought he'd be good or not, but I know I certainly did. Probably As a point guard? Way better. Yeah. Who do you think I am? What do you think no, this is? No, no, that like you thought he would be like really successful. I, I mean, listen, nobody was more confident than me, Jack, saying he, this is true. he might be an all-star. This is true. And I don't think anybody projected defensive player of the year either, which was no. incredible, but... Yeah, man, the Celtics have they've figured out they've figured it out. It like they, they, they have it. They they know the formula, and all that's left to do is continue on. And I I don't think you'll see a real I don't know the way to phrase this. I don't think you'll see the Celtics be challenged until they are challenged. If that makes any sense, I know that sounds so redundant, but you won't see them. This is what I'm trying to say. They won't make adjustments until they have to. This is how they're going to play. Until a they're, team manages to beat them, you know what I'm saying? Like until make adjustments, they're going to. They <laughs> no, can't. No, no, no. They, they can't, can't play swarm. this. 
Giannis the way they swarmed KD this series because Why? Milwaukee has better shooters than Brooklyn does. Everybody on that team can shoot. You don't have a Nick Claxton out there that can't shoot threes. It's going to make it more difficult for you to clog the paint on the guys driving. You're going to have to be much better on the offensive glass. There were so many times Brooklyn got that offensive was rebounds, and it was ridiculous. That was a, an Achilles heel for the Celtics throughout the early part of the season, and it's something you should be a little concerned about. I think Rob coming back is going to help that. How athletic he is on the glass, it's going to be a little bit easier for them to finish out defensive possessions. But there was a lot of times that they could have squashed Brooklyn and really blown them out in some of these games. And Brooklyn got big momentum baskets, like on mm-hmm. second chance points. There was a playing game too that uh at the time it happened was a backbreaker. Drogic throws that prayer three up and then they get the rebound and make a three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. The rebounding is is difficult, but I do think they should guard Giannis this very similarly to the way they guarded Durant. Because I know you say like, and you're right that Brook, uh, Milwaukee is better shooters than Brooklyn, but Brooklyn shooters still shot like forty percent. They did. They, did. they shot ridiculously well. And not only that, but Brooklyn as a whole shot 40%. And that's accounting for KD's and Kyrie's terrible three-point shooting percentages in the series, right? Like, Drogic didn't miss. Bruce Brown didn't miss. Help, like, Griffin didn't miss uh, from beyond the three-point line. So, uh, Seth Curry, was, it was incredible. I didn't mm. see much from Patty Mills, but... I mean, Patty Mills he, didn't miss much when he was in the game. He just exactly. wasn't in the game very much. Exactly, and I think that's more of a problem with uh Brooklyn's roster but if I'm the Celtics I let anybody else on that Bucks team kill you but Giannis I think and I know that hasn't worked in the past when you remember the Trey Young game um KD and Kyrie each put up their points but we've seen what happens when you let everybody else kill you but one person and it is Kyrie in game one and it is KD last night as we're recording this in game four and the Celtics can win those games and obviously they the Bucks are a much better defensive team than the Nets are they have better defenders to stick on Tatum and the better defenders stick on Brown and, uh, you know, better coach as much as I don't love Bud, but he's better than Steve Nash, I would say. Like, you still guard Giannis that way, in my opinion. And, and this, I'm not I'm not a coach in the NBA for a reason, and Ime Udoka is, but if I'm them, I still swarm Giannis. I put Al on him. I send help with Tatum. Uh, I let Grant do his work as well. All this stuff. It's just, I think you do that style of defense until it doesn't work and then you go from there and figure it out because the playoffs are a different beast and i i don't know i i'm curious to see how this team reacts to a loss which hey maybe they go 16 you know maybe that's true <laughs> that is a big yeah. thing that 2019 team came out and won the first five lost the next four we're done right after yep. milwaukee ironically enough same team seeing you in the second round but one thing that is very important for the celtics is okay say this series tips off whenever the weekend, whatever Uh, you got to come out and win your home games. You have to win these games at home. You have to take advantage of Middleton's not playing because he's going to play. He's going to be back. He's going to be, he will a Celtic killer as he has in the past. You have to take advantage of when he's not there. So these first few games of the series are going to be very stressful uh, as a fan to watch because they might be worth more than just a game. So was last series, though. <laughs> last series was very It was. I was too. stressed last night watching that the game. Whole series. I was like, oh, boy, if they lose this, KD might remember how to play basketball and really be a problem. You know, you can't let it. I mean, just like Philly, uh, they have to play game six now. Mm-hmm. This is what I was going to say. Um, is there anything else you want to talk about about the Celtics? Because I wanted to talk, touch on some other series as well. I would like to talk about Ben Simmons. 
God, why? Because he's <laughs> such a clown. It, that was hilarious. And just look at the absolute uh, duality of, I guess you could say duality of man, the way the Celtics handled Rob Williams' return, which was real, and the way the Nets handled Ben Simmons' return, which didn't exist. So before the series well, even it wasn't started, the Nets' fault. It's his fault. I wouldn't blame him. It's everyone involved's fault. Well, did you see what happened? I assume you saw what happened. It's like he told them he would play, and then he woke up the day after game three and told them he wasn't going to play. And the report said the Nets were shocked and disappointed. So from my perspective, that sounds like Ben Simmons saw his team go down 3-0, decided he didn't want to play, and then told the team, yeah, actually, I'm not going to play. Sorry. Even then, both sides, he's he's a part of the Nets. Simmons is a part of the Nets. All right, all right. You are getting tweets from Shams, Woj, before this series even starts, Ben Simmons. This this is before the play-in. Ben Simmons yeah. uh, likely won't play in the play-in. He's going to play in the first round. He plans to return in the first round. All right, fine. Series gets closer. Ben Simmons likely will not be back for game one, but could target later games in the series. Then it goes to games four, five, and six that he's planning to be back. Then the reports come out, hey, Ben Simmons is going to play in game four. And then the Celtics go up 3-0. He's like, hey, I'm not going to play. And then he doesn't even show up to the arena for game four. Not only does he not play, he doesn't show up. He doesn't go watch. He's not even in the locker room. All right? He is such a clown. He said, hey, Philly was mean to me, so I'm not playing anymore. And then he said, ow, my back. I... How did he hurt his back from doing what? Sitting? He wasn't doing much. What is he they, doing? I don't know. They said it was a nagging injury from his time in Phil. I I've got no explanation for, for you. Playing Xbox? I, I have no explanation for you. Go, going have, shopping for the newest drip that he can wear on the had, sidelines? He had herniated discs. Imagine, imagine if the Celtics panicked and traded for that guy. Imagine <laughs> if he was sitting there watching the Celtics lose. Just sitting yep. there in his stupid sunglasses and his stupid outfit. <laughs> I mean, that guy, if I'm a Nets fan and if I'm a player on that team, I'm furious. I'm furious. Yeah. You gave up James Sounds Harden like they are. for that guy. Well, well. What do you mean, well? He, they gave up Harden. He's not on the team anymore, and they got Let's Simmons not. back. I know, I know. You could have Let's traded not. Harden somewhere else and got something okay, that yes. actually played back. Yes, that is true. I'll give you that. You didn't have gonna... to trade him to Philly. You could have traded him anywhere. Mm-hmm. Nobody, no, there was nothing in his contract that said he had to go to Philly. Simmons I... royally screwed them. These guys were planning on having him back. If Simmons played in this series, things would have been a little easier on KD because he wouldn't have had to chase guys around defensively. Simmons would have been the guy guarding Tatum and picking up the top scorer on the other end, KD expending energy on both ends. I mean, my gosh. And then he's got that stupid outfit on with the sunglasses in game three. That was funny. It, which is hilarious. I mean, he's photoshopped in all these moments throughout history, just standing there mm-hmm. looking like he doesn't ever care in the world. Oh, imagine. Imagine if the Celtics traded for him and how everybody would be feeling about that. I will say I don't think the James Harden thing was. How do I say this? I'm not very good with words today. I think James Harden tied the Nets hands a little bit because he very clearly said he wanted to go there, which it is what it is. And I I know like realistically speaking, like the Nets could have traded him anywhere, 
But other teams seeing that probably would have been like, all right, like we're not going to give you a very hefty price for half a season of James Harden, right? Because he's just going to leave in the offseason. So that kind of tied their hands. Like, what what are you going to get more than Ben Simmons plus Seth Curry plus Andre Drummond plus picks from another team like out there? Like what you're going to get? I I don't even know what else there would have been out there for James Harden. I don't know. I don't know what like the rumors were. I feel like Atlanta could have been a team that could have gave them stuff. John Collins. John Collins. I don't I don't even know if I would have done that if I was Atlanta. Right. Regardless, it doesn't matter. The point is. He would have loved Atlanta. They have all the strip clubs. He would have loved Atlanta. Maybe he would have stayed. Him and Lou Williams. Yeah, Ben Simmons. (laughs) Ben Simmons didn't play. Not going to play till October. Um, we'll see. I, I'm not convinced he ever plays for the Nets. Who plays first, Ben Simmons or Zion Williamson? That's tough. <laughs> Zion, I'm Zion is kind of in the same boat as Simmons, though. Like they're posting videos of him doing like between the legs dunks pregame, but he's not playing in a close series. I what? see that. I, I, I think the difference between the two is. I've seen reports that Zion and the team are have differentiating opinions on whether or not he's ready. I don't know whether it's Zion. I wonder saying whose he's opinion. Not ready. Yeah, exactly. So that that's what we don't know. I feel like with the Ben Simmons thing that we all know, it's just him saying he's not ready. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like that's the difference. No, it definitely is. He's just such a clown, Simmons. Yeah. Oh my god, it, that guy's. It was hilarious. I think I sent the message to you guys when I went to game two. Me and my dad got there. Like we went in when the gates opened. And yeah. we're sitting watching like warmups. Simmons is out there like he's an assistant coach rebounding for guys. <laughs> he's literally like oh, one of those dudes man. that's like when when um, the players are warming up, there's like usually like two or three coaches involved in the rebounding and passing. He's part of the unit that's like, all right, I'm going to throw the pass to Patty Mills while he shoots around. Like it was just like I was like, is this real? Like, don't you think if you were coming back to play basketball, you would be doing like things for you when you're pregame? Maybe the Nets were just trying to like throw like play mind games with Simmons. Scare the Celtics. The the best was Ime Udoka was like, yeah, we don't care if he plays. Like, go ahead, let him play. He's he (laughs) said that. He said that long windedly. He said like, yeah, all right, fine, let him play. I love Ime. He's great. I do too. Players love him too. Awesome. Yesterday (laughs) he's saying. we're not scared of everybody, anybody. That's awesome. That rules. Mm-hmm. And and he can say that now. Like they exactly duck Milwaukee and uh, Milwaukee, Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Milwaukee did, and they swept Brooklyn. And Milwaukee mm-hmm. lost a game to Chicago so far. They could lose again. Who knows? Mm-hmm. They probably well, won't. Yeah. <laughs> but they could. But yeah. Mm-hmm. They could. You never know. That's an extra game they have to play. That it is. And speaking of that, I did want to talk about. Uh, the rest of the postseason sure. with the rest of our show. We can start there. I don't think Milwaukee loses again. I think no, they, I think they so. take care of business tonight as we're recording this. And you guys will know when you're listening to this tomorrow. No, it's tomorrow. The game's not tonight? No, it's Wednesday. Okay. What games are tonight? Minnesota. I'd imagine Miami and mm-hmm. uh, probably Golden State. I hope it's Phoenix. Phoenix. It's Phoenix It's Phoenix tonight. tonight. Mm-hmm. All right. That one's more interesting. Okay. So... Do we think Miami finishes it out tonight? You yes. guys will know the results by see the time later. we talk about this one. Atlanta, see you later. Trey Young has mm-hmm. not done anything. 
Impressive. So, he took a game. I mean, Butler has been excellent, which is not good for the Celtics. No, not at all. Memphis, Minnesota tied two two. I think Memphis there? needs to show us something. <laughs> you need <laughs> to show us something. I mean, Minnesota could be up three to one right now if they didn't choke away game three. I told you Minnesota was was real. I'm not not okay. Let me stop. Pause. Well, I don't. Remember I told what you I said. this would be a good series. You have. I'll break out. You have the iPad. Yeah, let's yeah. check in on the picks while we while we go through this. Why don't we? Oh, the iPad's over there. That's such a shame. I'll be right back. Talk right. to the people for a second. Well, I'm lagging. So if you can hear me, uh, Jack's frozen on my screen. It's Unfortunate Excellent. time for Sam's lags, but I've got the iPad, so we're good to go. There we go. It's only a brief, brief intermission there for the listeners at home. Uh, we got that premium Verizon internet. <laughs> we made our picks, funnily enough, on the last show we did because I've been gone for so long. Yes. So let me uh, get my feet back up and pull this up on the iPad real quick. All right. I believe though, if I remember you said me- Memphis in five or six, I think that was the guess. I, I think said I said six. something similar. Let's take a look. Sam's Western conference. You said Memphis in six. So that's still possible. Okay, there you go. They win these next two. Uh, I think you Jaws said is really good, and I, I I think Towns is so annoying. <laughs> that guy's so annoying, man. He's he's. I think Towns is fine. I don't have a problem with Towns. You said Boston in seven. I said Boston in six. Well, you were close. Um, there you go. <laughs> barely. I think we were both a little short on not short on confidence, but you know, respect to KD and Kyrie, which evidently they didn't deserve as much. Um, you said Miami in six. I said Miami in five. Both are still possible. Everything coming up, Jack. (laughs) What did you say Um, for Minnesota? Seven? I said Memphis in six. Okay. We're on the same page. We did say the same. Um, I said Golden State in seven. You said in six. And right now you're looking pretty right on that. Or closer. Yeah, that Nuggets team really isn't that good to me. When they're healthy, they're much better. But I mean, exactly, Jokic and a bunch of guys. Like I don't really. I mean, Gordon. <laughs> imagine if the Celtics traded for Gordon. That would have been a disaster. Aaron Gordon, yeah, he had an all right game five or four. It was, but uh, Aaron Gordon, who was in the uh, Uncle Drew movie. Mm-hmm. What else we got? We got Phoenix. I said Phoenix in four. You said Phoenix in six. So right now you're looking more right than I was. I did. You said Phoenix in. Oh wait, Are you... no, you. It's definitely the other way around. Oh, no. You said Phoenix in six, but you thought it was the Clippers. Oh, that's why. Yeah, and I said mm-hmm. if it's the Pelicans, they're bums. Yeah, I, I did say Both that. of us were wrong, though, and it's partially Devin Booker, but they were fighting before D-Book went out, too. Like, yeah, that been... team's fighting hard. Good for them. And if Zion did, ever they're decides fun. he wants to, uh, you know, exercise, then they might really be decent. Their problem. Their rookies are fun. Al- the Alvarado guy, Jose, he's fun. Yes, he'd be an excellent Celtic. So Herb Jones, too. Very fun. Very fun. What else we got? Philly. You said Philly in seven. I said Toronto in seven. And I might might get to seven. I'm rooting (laughs) for it to get to seven. seven. Even though I think Raptors fans are really annoying and I don't like Nick Nurse and I like Doc better than anybody else involved. Um, But, oh, it would be fun. Imagine if they blow the first 3-0 lead in NBA history. I was afraid it could be the Celtics just because of uh, <laughs> how how poorly like Durant had played. And I was like, well, like if he figures it out and then, mm-hmm. you know, Simmons comes back and he doesn't have to play as much defense like 
there was definitely thoughts where I was like, oh boy, it, it could be them. But thankfully it's not because the Celtics did a great job of closing that game. And you can say that for any of the games because mm-hmm. they all of a sudden know how to close. They do. That they do. Uh, what other series? We both said Milwaukee in four. Chicago took a game. I'll chalk that up to the Chris Middleton injury. Um, I said Dallas in six because I didn't know when Luka would come back. You said Dallas in six as well. Um, We're on track for that. We are on track. I Utah's done. They're so done. You saw the score last night? It was bad. I know it was at least 30. 102 to 77. Uh, well, it was 25. It was up by 30. They were up by 30. Oh, boy. It was bad. And I think that's every series. Did I cover them all? I think so. So yeah. <clears throat> I don't want to go through and redo predictions exactly, but what are your general thoughts on the playoffs now that we've seen? Well, I think Chicago and Atlanta are cooked. I think Denver's cooked. Um, I think Toronto might push it to seven. Which I would, I think everybody wants to see. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if old Scott Foster rolls up to uh, <laughs> Bank Arena for game six. I don't know. I know that game seven would do numbers, NBA. <laughs> it would. Uh, it would. I'm excited to watch Memphis and Minnesota tonight as I work, which I'm mm-hmm. on the nights for the next week. Who are you rooting weeks. for? Ah, Memphis. I think Cat's annoying. Uh, I love I like Underdog. Ja. I like Pat Bev. I think he plays hard. I think I like Ant Man too. And isn't it funny that like I don't like Cat and I like Pat Bev? Like everybody hates Pat Bev. They think he's annoying. I just think Cat's annoying. Like he's a fake How? tough guy. He's 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 just a fake tough guy, man. I don't know. I I can't explain it to you. He just okay. uh, he irks me. So who are you rooting for in the Sun series? You want I, Phoenix I, gone? <laughs> I want to see the Pelicans uh, win. Just. But, who doesn't like an underdog, you know? Exactly. Do you Unless think they have any chance though? Cats on the team. Uh, I don't know. I mean, they've won. Two. That game three was close too, right? The one they lost. Uh, a little bit, yeah. I think so. Uh-huh. It was. <clears throat> Let me just look. I think Chris Paul took yeah. over in the fourth quarter. He did. He did. He had yeah. eighteen in the fourth. Good for him. I don't know. I think they could. It'll probably go at least. I was going to say, we'll go at least six. So, yeah, that's how the math mm-hmm. works. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I could see them winning another game. We'll see. Th- that's that's interesting to me. No, I don't know if they'll win. I, I think, think that Phoenix done. team is too deep. Utah I might think- be cooked. We'll see if Utah's they go back. Done. I'm surprised and they not- won game four. When we did the pregame uh, for game three, that game was happening. You were watching. I'm surprised they won. Mm-hmm. Not only do I think Utah is cooked, I think if Devin Booker doesn't get back by round two, I don't think the Suns beat Dallas. And I don't think they beat Dallas regardless. I think Dallas is going to beat the Suns. I got to tell you, I wouldn't. if the Celtics make the finals, I don't want to play Dallas. I, I don't want to play Luka for however many games. I hate <laughs> I that think, guy too, man. I think if the Celtics make the finals, they're going to get either. Well, I, I think, I it think comes Golden down to, State's making the finals. I think Golden State, Phoenix, or Dallas. I think those are the only three options. I would love opinion. to see them play Golden State. Those games, when they play Golden State, are always excellent. And that's They're a team. Fun. That's a team that's been there. That's a team that has been uh, in charge of the league for a while. It could be. Who are you most scared of out of the West? Dallas. Dallas? I, I don't want to play. Really? 
Yeah, that guy's a pain in the ass. <laughs> I watched him play Dallas in person on KG Day. And yeah. like the Celtics kind of tried what they did to KD, to Luca, and it didn't work. Like the playmaking. He, he just made the right pass every single time. And then they played four on three. It was bad. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the answer is Luca. I think you fear the Mavs more than this Phoenix or Golden State. Yeah, I think they match up okay against Phoenix and Golden State is a team they typically always play well against. So they they went out at Oracle pretty well. That's one thing I will say. Usually (laughs) in the playoffs, uh, I'm always nervous when they go on the road to see how they play. That's a place they play really well. They do play well. Or well, yeah, Oracle. Not where they don't play anymore. Now they play the Chase. (laughs) Yeah. Regardless, they play well in San Francisco. They play. Um, who do you fear in the East? It, that's tough because I think Milwaukee's scary, but I also think the Celtics, and I'm sticking to this take, I, they played Milwaukee really well for the last two seasons. They always, so, yeah, they always play Milwaukee. I'm not well. sure. I don't know. I, we'll see when that series. I know who I fear. You it. know who I fear. Yeah, Miami's a pain in the ass, man. I don't want to see them either. The that, that game that they came to the Garden and won a month ago or whatever, that was a game where it was like, oh boy, like you just saw Spolster make an adjustment mid game. I'm not sure Nash made an adjustment all series. So that's something you're <laughs> going to have to, uh, you know, adjust to. It's part of it. But Spolster is probably the best coach in, yeah. coach in the East outside of. And I don't oh, want to see Nick better. Nurse with his mouth agape on the sideline if Toronto mm-hmm. somehow gets out of that series. So I guess, like, ideally you would want Philly because Embiid looks kind of cooked already. He's hurt. He he. I don't think they get on defense. Miami though. I don't think. I don't know if they do either. And Harden has been a no show from everything I've seen online. He's not doing anything. Guy's a bum. Screw it. Tyrese Maxey's looking better than Harden. Good for Maxey. Harden Harden's the worst. He's like the epitome of everything that's wrong with the NBA. Forcing his way off of two different teams. Bum. Something. I hope Toronto comes out in Game Six and smacks. Uh, Philadelphia, and then hell, I don't even care. Maybe they win again. They got, that'd be incredible. But uh, I think Miami is coming out of that side of the bracket, and I'm crossing my fingers for the Celtics and the Bucks. But took care of business. I, in I round still one. think the Celtics can beat Miami. I agree. I just think it'll be not fun to watch. And I, I also, I before we wrap, I do want to say the Celtics have to be an all-time confident right now. This is a series. Yeah. This is like they they kind of like called their shot. They said, "All right, we'll play this team, and we'll beat them because we're not afraid." Not only did they beat them, they swept them, and like they neutralized Kevin Durant for three games. And he he had a lot of points in Game Four, but he wasn't like efficient or anything. He wasn't unconscious. He just took a lot of shots. Like if you're the Celtics, you're really feeling good right now. You're like, oh my god. Yeah. We just beat the team that was the title favorite at the beginning of the season in four games. Tatum was on a tear. Brown has been great down the stretch. And if anything, I mean, they closed four games in a row. They did. Good games. Really good games. What were they, 5-19 and 19 in close games or something this season? Something bad. They were bad. Like, that's the one thing that you were worried about coming into the playoffs. And they just said, hey, look at us. We can do it. They did it. They did it. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a team more confident in the NBA right now than the Celtics outside of maybe um, Golden State, but then their confidence probably just got shot down a tiny bit, at least wavered with that no, loss. I mean, um, well, it, they're they're not still riding the highs, at least. They were cut down a peg at, uh, at, the, at, the, at the bare minimum, but it, it's shaping up to be 
I don't want to say. I think Golden State and, and Dallas have the best chances to come out of the West now with the Devin injury. Um, I predicted Dallas to come out of the West before the injury, so I'm just going to stick to that. Uh, I still predicted Boston before the playoffs, and I'm going to stick with that as well. I think they probably, funnily, not funnily enough, but they probably have the toughest path to the finals out of any team in the East, I would argue. Um, Brooklyn, Milwaukee, probably, and Miami or Philadelphia, probably, right? Like, there's not a tougher road to get there um, because the other three, uh, outside of maybe Philly, I guess, uh, with Toronto, but Atlanta oh and Chicago. Uh-oh. Do I need to look at my phone? Mm, I guess KD went on Instagram today. Is this Charles Barkley? Yeah. I saw that. That's funny. I'm not sure if this is real, though, because the first one, he doesn't have the check mark. The second one, he does. <clears throat> what is this? Is it the, the Rockets jerseys thing? Yeah, I saw that. That's funny. I don't know. I mean, I guess if people are talking about it, it's probably real. Like people aren't stupid. But oh, well, yeah, he <laughs> he would um because Charles said something about Katie being a ring chaser, and so he posted a bunch of uh pictures with Chuck in a uh in Rockets jerseys. <laughs> Where would Chuck be without all the big homies? <laughs> oh man, <laughs> excuse me. Chuck oh, was on the Kool Aid. At the beginning of the series, he said they're going to beat the crap out of the Nets after the play-in. Good. Yeah. Good. Good for Chuck. Yeah. Once in a while. Anyways, uh, that's all I got for today. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about quick before right. we We gave you guys an hour. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, we're sorry we were uh, off for the first round. Jack, how do you want to do this going forward? Do you want to do one after every game? Uh, yeah, I'm down. We can swing that. We, I, I know I have, if we uh, can do that. I'm very down. We, uh, I might even what? be able to do them at night. Yeah. After the games, because I, for the next couple of weeks, I'm supposed to work at night. So I'm getting out at 1130. Oh, bet. And you know, my ass. Will be and up. I know you're up. <laughs> I'm just trying to think for you because I'm like, oh boy, like if we do them, I'm gonna have to do them before I go to work. Like, I don't know if Jack's gonna be up yet. I can get up if you need me to, but we can yeah, definitely do. We'll see. We'll see. What post game reactions. Do. I think because I know Banner Banter does it, so we could do some collabs and stuff. So I think if I'm a listener, let us know what you think, listeners. If if you want yeah. it after every game, we will uh, do our best to do it. Tweet at us. I don't think I'm going to any games like this series, so I don't think that's going to be an issue. I might go to one because I won that bet. Uh, oh, that's right. Yes. Timmy G. See what? if you can go with Timmy G. I got to meet Timmy G. Uh, did I tell you that? You did. You did. Yeah. Cool guy. Shout Timmy out G to was you. great. Anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Sorry for the lack of episodes during the first round, but hey, they they wrapped them up, <laughs> wrapped it up with a nice little bow for us, so it's, yes. it's fine. Uh, I'm back. We'll be much more consistent from now on, and I'll throw it over to Sam to wrap us up. Yeah, thank you guys very much for listening or watching. Uh, you know, we again, we are sorry we weren't able to do any shows during the first round, but hopefully you got your fix watching some of us. Uh, Jack was on some cameos there on the guy Boston pregames. We will continue to do those 30 minutes before every Celtics game. Uh, it'll be an assortment of us too, Tim and KJ, usually three of us. We had all four of us on the stream yesterday for a short period. Uh, but yeah, subscribe to guy Boston or banner town on YouTube. And if you listen to us exclusively, then find us on the streaming service. Let's follow us. So you don't miss a new podcast just in case Jack doesn't tweet it out. He's a busy man. Uh, you can follow the two of us if you're watching. Our names are on the screen. If not, uh, you can follow Jack at Jack Simone NBA. He's writing everywhere, so I'm sure if you're reading an article, his name might be on it. 
And you can follow me at Sam LaFrance NBA. That's our show for today. Bye.